0: i have more and more confidence the more i learn about my own capability to be able to actually bring this to bring this to reality right and i'm one guy imagine what a trap is gonna be able to do with it like shit with developers that have been in the game for a while mm. buddy buddy so-
1: if if you're planning to make a game and the sole mm. purpose of that game is not ninja looting, I'll be disappointed. Oh God, I'm not going to lie. I knew the moment you started to talk about that.
0: The Harbingers had not completely erased all of creation. The Pathfinders journeying ahead of the Cinderborn assumed they were the first of the descendant races that creatures on Vera had likely seen for thousands of years. Sometimes, as they would pass by these noble creatures, it almost seemed as if they were being welcomed back home. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: Also, welcome back Half-Tilt. Hello, friends. How are you doing? (laughs) And... Our favorite cozy murder bunny, Faisal. Welcome back.
1: It's been a hot minute, homie.
0: It's good to see you again, Faisal.
1: It's lovely to be on the stream once again.
0: Yeah, we we were talking before the show. We noticed Faisal's got his his mics closer to his face. And uh, so not only is he cozy in a blanket, he's cozy with the mic. And just think, that could be you, but it's not. So you should feel sad. Hello, Hey there. Okay. A little bit of ASMR. (laughs) I know. I shouldn't shouldn't have said that. I should have left that alone. Yo, before we dig in too far, as always, I've got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are... All of these supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping the community flames here bolstering greater week after week. Also, speaking of the show, if you want to do us a solid, you can go over to the pin post at the top of our Twitter, which is over at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Go to the top post. Pinned right there, you'll see all the podcast places you can go. Click on that iTunes one. Give us a good old five-star review. Leave us a comment. We'll read it here live. Also, you can call in to 1-539-664-6801 to shoot a message, a voice message to us. We can play that here live as well. Um, Or you can shoot a mail to uh, ashespathfinders at gmail.com. And the Pathfinder Grunt out there in the world of Barrow, get it to us when they're good and ready, which usually is... uh, Well, there's no real estimate, is there? Kind of like Alpha 1 right now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> that isn't a burn it just felt like a really good reference point right it's accurate it ain't wrong but at the same time you also feel a little sad on the inside
2: hey, is that a sandal behind <laughs> you what's happening I already cracked on the dome. I, it's okay dude i've
0: already <laughs> accepted my fate okay i already accepted i'm gonna have a sandal in the game drop down and crush me at some point people already make gifts about this shit over on reddit and stuff right? People I don't even know, by the way. Can I put that out there? Like, this is such a famous thing that people laugh about at this point. I don't have to know who you are. Strangers to me will literally post this stuff and they don't even tag me, which is a little sad because I find out from somebody else after they've all enjoyed it and laughed about it plenty. It's kind of like, you know, when you see people laughing you know, and you wonder why they're laughing. You have that like moment of like wonder, are they laughing about me? But you dismiss it as no. In this case, it was a yes. Okay.
1: Um, no, man. I think you want more, something worse than the sandal. That, that's what I'm just trying like hinting no. at right there.
0: <laughs> like what? What's worse than the sandal know. dropping? A loot bag dropping on me or Steven turning off my ability to freaking loot in the game?
1: Or he could ninja loot all your loot. Reverse ninja loot. Hmm? All right, hold
0: on. I'm going to ban him real quick one second. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. And here I was thinking
1: a special yeah. item
3: when you ninja loot it, it just like destroys all your gear. That's <laughs> oh, oh, my God. It's like a bomb oh, goes off. God. It'd be like a paint grenade <laughs> goes off in your bag or something.
2: Or, or a sandal comes up and smacks you in the face. Uh, and It's like a little sandal print, but like in the center oh of your God. face like a tattoo.
0: Oh dude, I'm telling you, man. Gentlemen, we've got to finish up our QA. This is like three third week now, right? We're gonna finish up the QA. It looks like it's gonna be extensive. We're gonna talk about the cosmetics shortly. Um we had our community night, Nights of the Phoenix, right? We spearhead that every Friday night for the most part. Every now and again we gotta, or at least I've gotta kind of take off from that. But we had another good one in City of Heroes. We've been enjoying our time on Lord of the Rings online lately. Probably gonna be doing some V Rising soon. So if anybody in the community is down to get together with the homies here, the Ashes fam in the community, you're all welcome to do that Fridays usually. Um what would you have some you safe old school <laughs> we we are dude uh lotra had some updates city of heroes that that's on a private server um mm. there's actually a lot more people uh than i expected that were would have than i expected would be that have been down to actually jump in there um they're good they're good choices because they don't really have like uh there's no box cost you don't have to subscribe like you can literally jump in low barrier to entry. That's kind of what we tend to do. V rising is not so much. That one will definitely require um, people to purchase, you know, at least the the game, I think it's like 20 bucks. Uh, But yeah, we'll be doing that one on Tuesday this week. Um, So I'm getting a private server of ours uh, for the community rolling by tomorrow. And then the info will be there and we'll jump in on Tuesday and we'll have, we have a few things we can play. That's the good thing, right? We got stuff where we jump in, and we help each other out we go do some stuff and things casually we just have some fun um and we don't we don't get all sweaty and super serious about it it's kind of been a lot of fun i don't know i can only speak for myself it's been a very enjoyable thing that i look forward to every week right now so if you're interested in joining us you're welcome to everybody uh if you're interested in knights of the phoenix you're looking for a guild you're part of the community you just hit me up in discord we're recruiting uh selectively we're really just focusing on it actually being people we know like the homies the the familiar names the the people you're used to you know kicking it and hanging it out with here pretty pretty generally anyway so um but you know all are welcome uh let's see that that still working on the forums on ashes hq i know i was gonna try to do some stuff this week but i had life throw me a curveball this week i had too many things in my in life admin i had to handle uh but the good news is we got the uh the logins and you know account creation stuff resolved so now it's just setting up the forum boards that you all are actually interested in having so if there's anything specifically you'd like to see on the hq let me know otherwise i'm probably just going to focus on artisan classes and uh uh, archetypes and classes, I think, for right now. And then we'll kind of just follow what the community's interested in. Nothing super pressing right now. Uh, let me think. Anything else? No. Alpha 1 VODs have been going up on Alpha or Ashes HQ. We have the third day of the initial weekend playthrough that will be finalized by tomorrow. And then I'm going to start dropping those every other day for a while um, as we get through the rest of Alpha 1. Um, although the ones that are going up now do include. Um, the castle siege footage from that first weekend. So there we go. That's all the things. Why don't we catch up with Fazel? It's been a while, man. How you been doing?
1: I've been, uh, I've been great. Uh, yeah. I've been catching up with the community. Uh, mm-hmm. Also the, the, the latest update. No, the one before that, that's where they showed uh, yeah. all the new character creation stuff. And I was like amazed by how gorgeous everything looks. Mm. Um, I really like mm-hmm. that you're able to change certain parts of the body, which is really great. It's very similar to Black Desert Online, yet it's missing a little bit more of things. A lot of people, people are suggesting a hex code type of color when you when you <laughs> choose like a, a, a yeah. what's it called? Like, like a certain hairstyle. Hair and color or, cert-
0: or highlights or whatever, yeah.
1: yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, a certain color um so they can go wild with it uh, and it becomes easier for people to create characters that they want um, yeah but other than that there isn't much is it
0: i mean yeah i thought that the um the main thing that i was really stoked about that's weird that they're saying that fazel's mic's a bit quiet because he sounds pretty loud to me right everybody
2: yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah,
0: you. I don't know, man. I think I think it might be maybe a, a bit of a setting thing there for y'all because he's good for me. But but anyway, uh, the sculpt feature was really good. I know you weren't here when we talked about that. That I think is good. I also thought <clears throat> what was innovative was how they were able to take the different like presets, throw it up into the little module on the top right. And you can sort of play around with the different like combination of five preset uh for the race that you can sort of like modify so it's almost like i see five presets i like let me throw those up there and kind of like do it that way instead of going completely free form completely like
1: you know blank slate tabula rasa sort of approach um i mean I'm putting a preset is more of a beginner friendly for people who wants to join it into an mmo because yeah. like they like I don't. I'm just going to assume that uh, fresh people who are going into MMOs won't spend as much time as other people would. Uh, I'm looking kind of at myself because I would spend (laughs) hours and hours and hours in character creation while everybody's like rushing level 50. (laughs) Um, That's usually the case. So, So, I
0: don't know, man. Like, on honest, like talk, like in your reflection, how do you, how are you feeling so far about how they've been progressing through with, uh, with the development uh, live stream updates? Do you feel like they're progressing pretty steadily. Do you feel like they're lacking in some area? Uh, I, I mean, I asked that question because since you have been here for a while, I've, I've seen people talking about that. Um, it doesn't really register with me. We've talked about it before, but what, what do you think about that?
1: I mean. Uh, since uh, I started taking a break, I've realized that I've basically done an entire revision on the updates that they've done, um, and it's it's great and all, but I wish there was a little bo- a little bit more of an open. Uh, a, they would be a little bit more open. What I mean by this is basically. Uh, we would like to see the studio, people working behind the scenes, all these things, right. even even the intricate stuff, like they don't need to show us the critical things of it, but at least we would have an understanding so we can actually have a discussion right. over it because... Um, how it used to happen in the past was basically like a lot of details used to be shown, and we would constantly be arguing in the Discord. Like that, the, the Discord now is nothing compared to what it was. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and um, what's it called? And I don't know what to add to that, honestly, because there. <clears throat> They're not doing a bad job. They're doing a great job, in fact. That's what I think, because they're they're showing all these great features, and they want to show stuff that are complete. So, the the majority of the people, I'm not going to talk about just the ashes community, can see that they're working hard and giving quality stuff to us. Because if they show, show something half-assed, mm-hmm. they're gonna get bitten over it so yeah i i feel both perspectives
0: <laughs> yeah i definitely can appreciate you know you hit on something we talked about i think one day when you were here too which was uh you know how i'm always talking about like hey i you know when i share my opinion which is i understand that like you maybe can't you know really give us a date but you can kind of outline like what the goal are along the way to hit alpha one And then just sort of like, go, hey, we kind of like we kind of accomplished this one, this this checkbox along the way, sort of a thing. I think it would be I think it would be beneficial. And so I saw someone in chat say, you know, really curious about what that um, what that milestone was that they met that they haven't shared. And and I am curious why they can't share it. Um, That is that's one of the things I'm curious about. But anyway, I don't know. Any other thoughts real quick? When you tell the community that we hit a
3: milestone and then <laughs> don't tell us what the milestone is, like, man, eh, yeah. that's just bad juju. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I was, you took the words right out of my mouth, half tilt. It was uh, like, okay, you wait, like, wait for it. You're, like, sitting there leaning closer to the screen on the stream and you're like, okay, they didn't really say anything about it. Right. So
3: dangle the carrot in front of my face and i can't even reach it
2: hopefully it's good Uh, i guess they're telling me it's good so i should you know i trust that it's good but still it would be nice to know like what that is i I mean i don't know that that would reveal a lot yeah I i guess it depends on what that milestone actually is or if it leads people maybe to make assumptions i don't know but I think yeah, they they did something like that in in the past too, like in similar ways in presenting the stream. It was very much like a big tease, and you're like, okay. I mean, you're still excited, but you know, you're you're kind of let down because you don't know exactly what it is. You just know it's good. Um, They're excited about would, it. Yeah, exactly. They're excited nice about it, them. so that's good, right? Um, but I think the other thing too is. Um, You know, they but they just to Faisal's point, right? They're still doing great things, right? They delivered on some pretty critical stuff, like the character creator talking about how events worked. I think that was like while it was more of a tell than a show stream, it was still pretty sizable in terms of an update,
1: but still just you know, celebrating a milestone, you'd kind of want to know what it is. They did they, t- they did talk about systems, which I appreciated when they put down the nodes and what's the range of those nodes and how it affects the lands. That was actually really, really good and interesting. I wish mm-hmm. that they took us along the road of them actually making that, not the end of that, if that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one. And two, they talked about combat. Unfortunately, I'm all those people that I have to see it and try it in order to see if it's good or not. <laughs> so they say that right. they've done their tweaks, but I don't know. Like, I, I, can't, I can't tell until I actually try it. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs>
3: And I think they mentioned in the last update as well that now they're getting to a point where they are starting to plan to take videos and stuff from around the studio to share. Mm-hmm. So I think the studio is in a good place. Hopefully we'll see some of that content coming in the near future. Hopefully.
0: I hope so too. Um, speaking about hopes, uh, there were some people that, uh, Magisto, I'm talking about you, uh, who who had they they basically redeemed a sim rant last week um about uh talking about the cosmetics. So why don't we talk about the cosmetics? I know it's been a while since uh nah, it really hasn't been a while since we've talked about them, but it's uh it's it's been a while since I bought a whole pack because I tend to be a bit more hesitant these days about just I, I never wanted to buy them just because, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I'm never one to just get the cosmetic set because, you know, I got to have every single thing. I got to collect every single one. I got to buy every single thing. I got to have them all. I don't want to miss out on any, anything like that's, that's not me, especially with cosmetics. Um, I might be that way more so with the in-game achievable things, things based on merit, in-game prestige, etc. with, With these things, number one, I'm not a big fan of just like spending money regularly like that for digital stuff, right? Like, I'm not a big proponent of doing that. I kind of like to invest my money in stuff that I see it sort of being more productive with. So for me, it's got to really resonate like in a way that I'm like, I'm definitely going to use that, right? Like, I'm definitely going to use that. And some of these particular cosmetics like there's there's things related to the text where um we know that this is like flavor text that this is like for flair and for interest and whenever we look at the descriptions we gotta like not take it too literally it's fun to speculate but i do think it's important to not take it too literally um, although with that being said, I think there were some descriptions that were probably beneficial to like maybe avoid certain saying certain things, anything that could lead a new person to thinking it potentially is a pay to win item. Even though we know it's not. You know what I'm saying? Because we know it's a non pay to win game, but you got to think of the brand new person who's stepping in for the first time. Um, yeah. What, what do you all think about the cosmetics, though, this this month and maybe in general around community sentiment with them lately? Because I've, I've noticed more and more people sort of actually kind of voicing like we're kind of getting tired of this being so consistently the case. But. We can obviously advocate for for like, hey, you end up seeing these character models, assets, et cetera, in game anyway, they show them off. What do you think?
2: I think the, the biggest gripe is like, there's a few things. I know Magisto has talked about this too, um, but I've heard it in multiple places is we kind of want to know the mechanics behind how the freehold skins work. And, you know, as, you know, at some level, like what, how they plan to make it more, um, not necessarily ruin the continuity. So I think they mentioned something in passing about this before in a stream, I think that's probably the the biggest thing is this mechanically how this is, is all gonna work. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with them consistently showing cosmetics. Um, frankly, it's a way for them to have a revenue stream and there's no box costs. So that I think that's required. And plus the fact that they are showing progress, this isn't just like, you know, money that's going into a vacuum, AKA Star Citizen um you know so it it does you know i i don't have a problem with it um i do um i do get though that you know we are tending to see maybe some of the later versions of the cosmetics i would like to see more of the earlier stuff that like the kickstarter stuff would be nice to see the summer stuff i think we did end up seeing some of that if i'm not mistaken um so you know that's good that they're doing that but i think in in general i think there is some confusion or vagueness around the mechanics and to your point right very particularly the the verbiage around um the the cosmetics themselves is that actual like functionality or is that just something that's flavor text i mean i'm I'm probably more thinking it's flavor text than anything else, but you can definitely, for somebody uninitiated, I think we talked about this, and I think it might have been on community night. Yeah, um, we did. That uh, That it, it, it may... It may be for a newcomer, something that they might can think, oh, this is functionality, not flavor text. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: Narrowed chat said, don't be dissing Star Citizen. They just entered Alpha 3.17 a month ago.
2: (laughs) You know, I'm I'm not dissing them as much (laughs) as I'm just expressing the truth. (laughs) It's so Uh, funny. I, I feel like well, personally great. I did buy into <laughs> Squadron 42 um I can't remember it's probably more than a decade ago I don't remember it's so yeah, it so long I, right. I lost yeah. track but uh but yeah you know congrats on them hitting alpha 3.17 in you know, year 25 <laughs> year 25 <laughs> the exaggeration I, mean, I love i love the chris roberts to death man i played his games growing up
0: right wing right. commander was one Same. of my favorites
2: such and a good so game. like that's what drew me into it but yeah and I, I the whole like you know bazillion dollar ships and everything it just i
0: it's like come on y'all
2: yeah i just don't even Jeez, i don't dude. even keep up on it anymore it just makes me sad
1: How do like, do not do people not question Star Citizen when it's been in development for like what um uh, 10, 11 years now? Wow. there's, there's up, plenty of 2010.
2: Know, yeah, there's plenty of people that question it, man. They're, but the money keeps rolling in because people want their ships. A, I mean, I, yeah, I look I at
3: something. I mean, I look
2: at something like Starfield and I think that's pretty much you know what they're planning to do except on the single player experience and you know granted that just got you know delayed but it's still i mean within reason coming out i i don't know i mean i every time i see an email about squadron 42 i'm like what i don't know? even i don't know when <clears throat> it's gonna happen i just stopped anticipating it anymore it's too much of a too much uh hopium they
3: probably had star citizen slated for a release around like 2025 2030 maybe somewhere in there then nfts became a thing now we're probably looking at like 2050 and your ship will be an nft
0: oh god dude i haven't
3: been i haven't been following the game for a very long time because it just looked like it was never gonna happen it intrigued me from the very first moment i heard about it like i could lose my life in this game but
0: it's been so long like (laughs) you know, <laughs> i can cover a I, lot I, of I games i don't even know anymore i can cover a lot of uh, games in my time i can't do star citizen it just feels too it just and that's saying a lot right i'm not saying it's a scam starter like some games chronicles <coughs> <coughs> illyria um i'm not <laughs> saying it is i'm just saying the scope creep is real man like it's it is the the framework for scope creep right camelot unchained is also a game that's been rolling 10 years by the way it's been that long right and so when people are really hard on ashes about the fact they're at five years which for me five to seven years is like a pretty normal time frame for an MMORPG, and i even relate that to a to a freaking triple a studio this and this is an indie studio right i get you know steven's wealthy and everything but still real talk it's the reality so i'm just like
1: i mean y'all. i'm not go- i'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say it's an indie studio, but they're it, fresh.
0: It, it, it's an, it's an independent, right? It's not it's not a it's not a corporate run entity. So it, it's definitely somewhere in between. It's their
3: first
1: title.
0: It's their first one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's their first title
1: but like they have like experienced employees Indie developers True. is like w- one person in his like oh my god garage no don't do computer. that <laughs> don't do that
0: don't do that to the indie dev people don't 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 do that
1: hey, hey i'm i'm actually no, i'm no. actually commending them because i actually want to make a video game <laughs> you i know, feel you, that's where i'm starting at <laughs> you, I, I think i got
0: i'm sorry i think i got a little defensive because i felt uh, that was identifying me for a minute there that was that was what that was i apologize
3: Sim, sim's not in the
0: garage Shit. he's in the basement come on man. Not a, he's in i'm the on the second floor bitches. he's in the den of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> which oh my god we have to talk i don't know if we talked about this last time the v rising servers are being called casting coffin did you all hear that yeah i heard that on
3: the Rachel i watched <laughs> it like, follow me
0: no but like can we talk about that like camelot Unchained is at 10 years now and when they go live with their streams like it's dude Homies, it hurts to watch it. I'm like, it cringes me. I'm like, oh man, this is exactly what happens when you do not engage with community effectively. Ashes is a great example of what you do when you are consistently engaging with community constantly. Right. And people do not give, they don't give intrepancies enough credit. I'm not white knighting fanboying over here. It's just real talk. Like (laughs) seriously, do the, do the, do the research, look at the other games that have been some of them out 10 years and look at how they either interact with their the, the community members, how they respond to them, what they choose to showcase. Like, come on, yo, like two, two sketches, three sketches, you know what I'm saying? Of like concept art and yeah, a bullet point huh. list. That's And then you go and you watch an intrepid stream and these people get really critical. And I'm like, homies, you got some high ass expectations that, quite frankly, I don't think any games going to be able to meet for you. That's just what I think.
2: I don't know. And the other thing that I think about Star Citizen is the price point versus Intrepid is the price point on the cosmetics is like $25 is your ceiling, like on a cosmetic. We're not talking about thousands of dollars for a ship. I mean, wow. That just is that's unreal to me. I mean, I can understand like purchasing like a you know high level of access, right? I mean, we had Avatar of the Phoenix, right? That that was something that was available in Kickstarter. Right. And that came with a lot of stuff, but that was like a one-time deal. You're not mm. talking about like consistently releasing ships that are thousands of dollars. Right. And like how many yeah. millions do they have? And they're still like, at some oh. point, you know, you got to rip the Band-Aid off, man, and get it out there. Get to it. And yeah. stop trying to put cool. in every new technology. Just
3: what, what what they need is yeah. a project manager that can say no right. and, and, and a creative director that can accept that no and not just fire somebody when they get told no. Right. right. Like exactly. that there needs to just be hard lines on what their project is and what the details are. Add your flavor and stuff after. Get the base out there.
0: Yeah, I agree. And,
3: and like deliver that project and it'll be people will flock to it, even after all these years. I agree they could launch it in an alpha state or a beta state with missing a lot of the polish and people will still flock to it and play it like crazy. But then the meme starts to come down and it starts to be like, okay, no, this is actually something I can jump into now.
0: Yeah. I forget. I think people forget, like I go back to like how badly people want an MMORPG to play. New world was a really great example of that. So was lost Ark. I wasn't willing to invest in either one of them. I was like, mm, nah, it doesn't, i don't know man it, it i hate to say i told you so it just kind of kind of obvious to me at this point because i've been watching enough shit for long enough that you kind of see the red flags you're like mm. they're they are pretty basic like to somebody who's been following game development for like five six years you kind of pick up on the tells but you know the thing is is like would i give uh would i give freaking star citizen a shot once that game launches yeah i would you know why? Because I also loved Wing Commander. It was a great game. If you can capture some of the vision of that game, even though it's a much older game, and you can, you know, sort of like bring it in a more innovative state to, to, to play in the here and now, I'd absolutely give it a shot. I don't know if I'd play a long term, but I'd jump in and give it a shot. Um, you know, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen is another one. I, I don't know if I'd play a long term, but I'd absolutely jump in and give it a shot. What they're doing with techniques is pretty interesting. Um, which which actually kind of brings me back. I don't know if you had any other any other thoughts around the cosmetics y'all that I wanted to bring up that Drake though, that Drake was very, a very interesting cosmetic to me because one of its wings are jacked up. Right. And it's not a flying mount. So this looks like it's probably going to be a land mount. And it's actually, it's interesting. Right. Because this is one of those things when I saw it, I was like, I don't know that we'd see a lot of these in the world would we?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't think so.
3: No, not so much. I, I read the flavor text for for that yeah. and the, uh, the, the Sky Raiders chain outfit. Um, they're both tied together. They're both linked to the Sky Raiders. Right. And essentially, it was like uh, the, the captain always goes down with his ship type scenario. When mm-hmm. the when the apocalypse happened, yeah. the, the Sky Raiders Hunk, stayed behind. They didn't go to Sanctus because the Drakes couldn't go there. They can fly and live without magic. And this Drake Cosmetica is supposed to be of a more older one who's been you know beat up in battle and that's why it can't really fly anymore it'll be interesting to see if it has gliding potential i mean it's got at least one wing maybe it'll just barrel roll down the uh, down the hill or something but it, it's kind of neat flavor text behind it
0: yeah you know you know what the uh inspiration the, this drake totally inspired the title of the show for today noble creatures because i read this and i was like i absolutely love this this elderly Drake belonged to a renowned member of the legendary order, and though her skills don't glisten as they once did, and battle damage denies her the gift of flight, it's clear that she remembers the love and respect she and her former master shared. That was awesome. I love that was like that. That gave me like uh, Aragon vibes a little bit too.
2: Yeah, what was what, That's what, it, uh,
1: what was the what's was the old partner a kung fu warrior? I'm just gonna say that because he's blind and he doesn't have a wing at some point he, he's bound to learn martial arts at some point there it is he, he was a drunken master dude we, we see
0: who <laughs> basil's really getting cozy with basil may not realize it yet unless he pays attention to stream but he's getting cozy with his murder bunny self yeah <laughs> oh he's got that thing on tap ready to roll dude for the moment it happens there it is the murder bunny phase with a hatchet boy Shout out to Alphina for that emote. It's a discord only. Yay. All right. It, it was cool though, man. The, the Empyrean, uh, Sky Raiders, like that was a pretty cool, you know, like I, I see those things and I go cool. If we see this in, in the game, right. In some capacity, even if it's just like, through his some historical perspective through some, some little itty bitty narrative that makes its way in. I think it'll, the game will be all the richer for it. Um, with that being said i was pretty big fan i like the the architecture for the Aerostone vault which was like the caravan and the aerospire which was the freehold skin i don't know that i the aerospire had a bit of like a gothic vibe to me which i kind of dug um i don't know if i get it uh i I do i do want to reflect on something i've heard other people share and i'm going to share it again it's a shame that excuse me it's a shame that they aren't don't have at this point like renders of these things you can see sort of like you know there on the site when you go to purchase them it's all also unfortunate that there's not a la carte unless you've already gotten a package like so some of those things i think that dynamic could be worked out I, i i get they don't have that now i hope at least by the time the game launches and they have a cosmetic shop that that's something they incorporate in it's pretty pretty standard for a lot of games that you can actually check it out somehow whether it's through the wardrobe system or they have like a spinning sort of pop out uh animated version of that that you can see um oh i'll look at that we got a, a first is it the first clip of the day alfina con- congratulations this is it a phasal? we want as many a phasel as possible we need the evidence for the future basically
1: <laughs> alfina, I- I'll-, I'll-, I'll tip you later to delete them <laughs> <laughs> All in all, it's pretty
0: cool to see because even though we know these are cosmetics, the the bigger takeaway that I think we don't always really maybe as a whole we don't always recognize is like the, you're getting a you're you're getting a very good idea and concept of architecture, like costume, armor styles, um because we know that you're going to see these things in game. They do not waste this on a one go only for cosmetics. It's absolutely going to be somewhere in the world. Um, And it's kind of nice because even though we have had really great renders, we've seen them run around the world. We've seen architecture evolve and through node development or otherwise, we've seen a lot of, you know, references in the game. It's also good to see like concept stuff because the more of the combination of all that we have, the better idea we have of like what the, what the art style is going to be like, what the game is going to potentially look like. Um, And it's, it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a jump from where we were several years back when people were still really just not sure what that was gonna be like. And now I feel like we gotta we kind of do have a bit of an idea of what to expect from Intrepid Studios, don't we?
3: We didn't I'd say pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, considering after the Alpha One playthrough and then just all of the updates that we've been getting,
0: mm-hmm. we
3: have a pretty good idea of what the world can look like.
2: Yeah,
0: I totally
3: agree. And
2: with UE five it's going to be nice. Ooh. I mean I actually saw somebody link in the community chat that was like the yeah. me.
0: Yes, in variety. Go check it out if y'all have it by the way.
2: Yeah, it just blew me away cuz it's some of them I'm like is that like actual reality or is that unreal? And it was unreal. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. I I can't wait to see like as talented as as these folks were with Unreal 4. I mean, I can't even imagine like Unreal 5 what like Dude. what what gloriousness awaits us Uh, Mm -hmm. as far as like these cosmetics. uh, I mean, I like this set, like in general, especially the armor, the armor honestly gave me some judgment vibes. It's like a combination of the judgment armor from that blizzard Mm -hmm. game or, and like, like a Phoenix theme, which I actually really like the red and gold like a lot. So I think that was probably my favorite uh, out of the entire set uh, this month. And I did like, and one of the things I think we talked about in the community tonight too is they're they're kind of nodding to all the races or at least most of the races. You got Valoon there, you also had Vec, I think as well. So you had like, you know, multiple races that have flavors, part of these cosmetics versus a whole theme, which I mean, I think was good to have like a whole theme based on one race, but being able to kind of see the differences now and have like a little bit of influence from each, I think is really nice because it just adds more variety if if you are a collector to be able to you know have things from different themes from different race man
0: i'm I'm over here looking at the q and a and I'm going, oh my God, we really didn't get through any of the q and a, did we? <laughs> Oh, my God. Nope. <laughs> We've got pretty much the whole damn... We only one we got to was, like, can you do the custom text uh, chat commands? But, yeah, I'm, like, sitting here looking at this and going, dude, yes, and we're going to be in Unreal Engine 5. You know what's really good about that? That is the Quixel. Quixel did that, right? Quixel's the Quixel Bridge. They're very... They they are the ones that, uh, if, if I'm not completely off base here, I think there might be a little bit more to it than this. But basically... When you see, like, how realistic some of the terrain and things can be, that whole, like, we've got these, like, assets right here ready that you can use for free as part of the engine, thanks to Quixel, right? So they also went, took 90 days, and were like, check out all the different things we can do. In 90 days, in three months, they came up with all of that. It goes to show you just what that engine's capable of. And that's not even talking just about Nanite or Lumen, the lighting efficiency, like, you know, all the things you don't have to bake in UE5 and the way you have to use have to bake it in UE4. So there's like so much I nerded out about this so damn hard last Thursday on the elephant podcast. I couldn't help it. We start talking dev stuff and I I just nerded out because I've been doing coursework in UE5 and like learning more about it. And the more I'm learning about, the more I'm just like blown away at how much of a jump they made from the last uh, from UE4, basically. Um, So it's it's especially inspiring because I'm already working on my own stuff and things with UE5 and, you know, my IP and all that stuff. So for me, it's like very, very encouraging because. I have more and more confidence the more I learn about my own capability to be able to actually bring this to, bring this to reality, right? And I'm one guy. Imagine what a trap is going to be able to do with it. Like, shit. Developers that have been in the game for a while. Mm. Buddy, buddy. Sam,
1: if if you're planning to make a game and the sole mm. purpose of that game is not ninja looting, oh I'll be disappointed. God, I'm dude. not going to lie.
0: I knew the moment you started to talk about that, that's where you are going uh-huh you know what I'm the best saying. part is is because it's my own game i can totally diss on my fellow podcasters and make little characters right yes that's uh-huh. right there's gonna oh my <laughs> you god you better I need get, to do get it.
2: this gloriousness oh. right that's all i gotta say man. You, gotta, you better get it right
1: <laughs> I, Dude. Can, I can only imagine well, you better meta you right
0: you know, like literally, <laughs> you know what's really funny? Imagine you jump in the game, you're walking by this village right over by the water, and there's like this freaking citizen, right, or whatever, one of the townsfolk. It's like chasing around a little bunny and trying to hit it with a sandal. It's you, Faisal. Oh, God. Oh, God. You, Faisal. Just remember, remember this moment. That won't be that difficult to do. It'll just be running in a circle, man. Definition of insanity right there it's fine to
1: install a bug but if you follow (laughs) him around the corner i'll just destroy your ass (laughs)
0: that's funny shit gentlemen are we ready to talk about the q a we got some bullet points this is definitely going to be the rest of the show okay some of these are pretty significant this one we already saw the behemoth right that's crazy scale which phasel you saw that right dude the scale of that massive aquatic creature compared to a fucking speck of a person <laughs> and we we talked about like the potential for like raids with ships this one Talk about talk about a hell of a Q&A point to get after we talked about this. Can I equip my ship with a ram and plow into other ships and maybe raid bosses to inflict damage while not completely wrecking my own ship? Answer, yes. There might be particular ship components and or classes that excel at the type of activity. Yo, it's like we got an elaboration on our own discussion point from like a month ago, right? Isn't that beautiful? Like, ooh. so much possibility and the focus on mariner classes that being brought up as well i was hoping for that do you think they would
1: make like special special weapons for those types of events
0: that's a good question i mean we know that there are i mean he's saying right there there might be particular ship components for that i mean i would be shocked if there weren't components for some of the other things that ships could be capable of doing as well then the question is what are the mariner classes isn't it
3: i think they were outlined on the wiki a long time ago <clears throat> navigation captain oh that's right um, like a deckhand oh god
0: uh, i need to pull that up uh, yeah you're right they did
3: i'm super excited
0: for it like that just
3: i could see like having when you're fighting that behemoth and you got to take like 10 or 15 raid ships up against that thing and you have to like keep 10 of the ships harpoon to the thing at any given time, or otherwise it just runs loose and wreaks havoc and wipes you out and destroys your ship. At Mm. the same time, I'm really hoping there's some really cool ship destruction mechanics built in as well. Like if you have that Ram on the front of your ship and you T bone another ship at a good speed, I would hope to see some significant structural damage to Mm -hmm. that ship. So, Mm -hmm. or if a raid boss just comes up and smacks it really hard, maybe it doesn't just have a, It'll most likely be tied to a hit point bar. And once you get below a certain threshold, X amount of cosmetic looking damage or loss of functionality might happen to the ship, but it would be cool to just see straight up destruction. I'm going to actually, unless you're the one on that ship
1: and it's your ship to repair, then yeah. uh, (laughs) Imagine just a huge AOE that would just destroy all the ships all at once.
3: Yeah, so you you keep your harpoons in the fish. Otherwise, it swims down like 100 meters and then just shoots up like a rocket, rocket, jumps and comes down and splashes, creates a tidal wave and just sinks all your ships.
0: I'm actually looking at... Because I was curious about this. So the answer... And you know, I I was looking at this. I remember them talking about them before, but I actually feel like maybe... I've got on the HQ a a tab right for uh, naval stuff. I think I could probably outline these now, even if I'm just loosely doing it. Give them their own little area because we could totally expand upon that. But check this out. So his answer was, um, you know. It, Basically, that there may be particular ship components and/or classes that excel at that type of activity. Okay, so let's think about this. The Mariner classes outlined currently, loosely, are gunnery, piloting, navigation, boat rip, repair, ship components, maybe that one, um, defensive skills, and utility-based skills. Okay, cut the gym, cut
3: the gym,
0: All right piloting makes sense like gunnery makes sense that's gonna be interesting though right like if you've got your own boat like do we get one do you get to like level up in these in these skills as a whole and then you sort of got like proficiencies when you jump on and utilize components of the ship you know what i mean like how's that gonna tie in like am i gonna only pick the mariner class gunnery and then i'm kind of like not really as efficient at like driving my own boat compared to somebody else who maybe is you know what i mean so i'm curious to see exactly how that synergizes with uh, a person like individual just you know functioning within their own boat as a whole versus group content wise i suppose
2: so you're thinking the mariner mariner class will be also like the one able to craft like any type of component for the ships
3: i mean i'm wondering
2: yeah, uh, I the, ship, almost... the ship builder
3: uh, artisan profession is the one that's supposed to be able to build all components. components of the ship. Because yeah. anybody can build
2: a
0: ship at a port.
2: But yeah. have they like confirmed there's going to be like a shipwright kind of crafting tree?
0: Mm, I mean that there's ship components, right? Yeah. But I don't know that. See, but the thing is, I'm with Half Tilt. If if you've already got someone that can do that. Right. Then maybe this has to do something to do with like the utilization of it. Um, but then I'm also going, yeah, but boat repair could potentially be in that same domain. So I'm not I'm not really 100 percent sure. But I, th- I think based on what I'm seeing so far, a little speculation to me would probably uh, I probably would say I think that it likely is going to be mariner classes have to do with how you interact with ships specifically.
3: Yeah, it's kind of the role you play on the ship because your class right. role might take a bit of a back seat in that naval combat sense.
0: Mm. Yeah,
3: so I, I think it just gives your those people on there a role to fulfill, mm-hmm. and you probably get like extra skills or passive abilities that let you excel within a certain role. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you can't do everything; it just you can't do the other things as well. Right yeah i'm
1: just hoping like ship combat and building doesn't become too tedious yeah but what i fair. mean by that how to fix and make it actually fun instead of actually just being inside the ship like the underbelly and just fixing holes all oh, day. Right,
0: like on a uh, sea of thieves right like that's, I'm no, no, a fan that i'm not okay
1: i like i like sea of
0: Thieves, but like you don't want to just be down there scooping water the whole time you're playing with your group you know um,
1: I remember there there was uh, this once uh, there one MMO about pirates. I forgot what it's called though.
0: It's An, like oh, Atlas, the one by
1: Atlas. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that what well, I thought that was a nightmare. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I just felt like it was too much like Ark personally right out the gate. You know, it was that was my big thing. It was like ah, uh, it feels too much like playing Ark. That was that was it for me. That was why I was not really jamming with a whole lot. Um, Okay. Uh, All right. Yes. (laughs) Village nodes and higher level nodes give out certificates for freeholds to be placed in their ZOI. If I place my freehold in a vassal node, can I get citizenship in the parent node? Answer, the intent of the freehold system is to work both scenarios depending on where you procure the certificate from, as long as in the parent node or the vassal area you could be a part of either. You give the declaration when you lay down the freehold, but that may change as this is currently being worked on by the team. All in all, I I don't really have too much on that one to say. I I could see them going about that whichever way they wanted to, and it would work fine for me. Um, you know, I think there are probably more important questions to me related to freeholds. Um, for example, can I get one in a lush forest by a waterfall? Please. Thanks.
2: If there's a note there, sure. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Or is (laughs) somebody going to ninja loot your spot? Daedalus,
1: your your eyes tell me. Sus. I could just imagine Daedalus now with glasses and a tie and a suit. Wow, uh, just going full real estate, <laughs> right? He's gonna roll a rogue <laughs> just so he can shadow Sim when Sim's going out to look
3: for his freehold plot, and when Sim just pauses First for a second, like, bam, that's mine. <laughs> that ain't right, <laughs> man. Right. it is.
2: Telling Stop you, dude. Uh, okay, God, just I love like, playing rogues, though. Rogue, so. You you do you love sapping people and just walking away? So, dude, what I call ah. this real estate scenario, I call it karma.
0: I done shit to you man Come on dude You don't know how many times
2: I had that happen in that Blizzard game man.
0: Oh well to be fair Okay I was ah, I was a damn bad boy as a rogue I'm not gonna lie It was you know it was part of the cycle of Like you go and you Perpetrate the same thing that was perpetrated upon you You know what I mean like I got zapped, I got stun locked, I got killed, I got camped, I got ganked, and now I went and found those bastards did to them too, on my alt. It was a good time. I, I like doing it. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's. If they make the rogue play really well in ashes, it's going to be hard because I'm like dedicated to playing one character specifically and focusing on it and not split myself up because in a game like ashes, that's going to come at such a cost for me in terms of time. I can't put that kind of time in. I want to focus on one character, be a little badass on that character, roll some alts whenever whenever I can. For fun, when it's more possible to do that and it not be like super taxing on essentially like maintaining my main, right? That's that's kind of my thing. Um mm-hmm.
1: then I'm gonna take you to court. You no, did not. that in in WoW and 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 yes. you call me a murder bunny? Really? You I see how it is. You
0: <laughs> listen, there is evidence, homie. If I'm just calling-
2: victimless crime, I would have slapped his old dome. <laughs>
0: no i'm i call you a murder bunny because it's self-proclaimed hello
1: am i the Uh, only one yes at least i'm obvious about it you're doing it without consent
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait uh but that's what rogues do right (laughs) i'm (laughs) I'm not doing anything (laughs) without consent at this time okay i'm not okay hold on this is going to i feel like there's evidence being accumulated against (laughs) me i'd like to clear the record Let's start fresh. Okay, let's move on to the next discussion point. Actually, that's better. Okay. Will we be progressing through an overarching story? Actually, you know what? We did talk about this one last time. I'm going to skip that. This one right here, this is the one that we left off on. Will each node have a complete and unique path for a player to get to max level? Interesting. The way that the nodes influence spawners around the area, if it was high enough level, it would have relevant experience grants that you could likely just live your life at a particular node. However, that would probably not be the most efficient means of leveling. Okay, so if you want to play it safe, you can go hide on the one node and never leave your comfort zone. It's probably going to be efficient.
1: It's most probably, it depends on how development is going to go, Sim, because uh, on how we played alpha, Mm. all the quests were fixed.
0: True. That is true. I don't
1: know if these quests are going to stay there or move.
0: See, I think the efficiency comes into, are you just going to choose to kill mobs in that zone of influence, not ever leave? Are you going to actually go and do the damn quests and actually leave your comfort zone? That's that's the fair, the fair point. will you do it or not you're gonna you're gonna actually go and follow the story and be immersed in the world are you gonna hide in the comfort of the little node that you never want to leave that 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 seems like in ashes that would be a very unfun way to play the game
2: right i would agree
0: i don't think you get as much fun and joy out of it like that seems like it would probably be very boring because you'd really be relying upon pretty much like anything that only pops in the you know zone of influence and then just like killing shit like ashes is a game of exploration man
2: exactly change. Yeah, I would agree
0: there. yeah if you don't do go to the world, the world will come to you. It's also true. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> being somebody who's like, I'm just gonna stay close to my node, or I'm a citizen, and I'm gonna like farm my stuff and things, turn them in, do my trade. Never gonna leave. Never gonna. And then your node gets demolished. Oh, those person, those people, be so crushed. What do I do? Where do I go? How do I live? Oh no, I'm getting grief. What happened? <laughs> Why is that guy's name Tim Shady? All to
3: four uninstall. <laughs>
0: Maybe no, know (laughs) Sim
3: Shady. Why is that guy picking on me? Sim Shady? Hello?
1: It's not me. You're already dead, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm only saying that because you all came up with that on Friday, not because that was the name I would choose.
2: Yeah, it was Sim Shade that was getting thrown. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. It's because he's running off with all that person's loot and hard-earned goods, right? are doing yeah, good rogues are in the shade yo
1: <laughs>
0: hey man you know sometimes you get sometimes it'd be like that man
1: but to be fair sim i think like depends on what the level of the node is mm. I a mean, metropolis node level of influence is is quite a big area true so it's true early game I can world, see...
3: give or take yeah
1: er- Early game where everything hasn't started yet, I, people ha- will have to explore. But once everybody starts making Metropolis notes, I think that's when people might actually make guides to reach level 50 fast. Mm, you think if that's so? That's if, if things stayed as is and nothing moved around. Yeah. Um, However. That's going to be really
3: interesting from a content creation right. standpoint. Like leveling guides and power leveling and speed running is such a common thing that I see right. in MMOs as content creation. How is that really going to mm-hmm. play into Ashes with every server being different? Mm-hmm. The quest lines available in Guide A are only applicable to that server while those nodes are in their current state yes. as those nodes progress the quests mm-hmm. evolve the monsters change things unlock things disappear and all the other servers are on a slightly different path i mean you could argue on one hand this is great for content creators because they're never going to run out of stuff to do but on the other hand they're going to be deleting videos every other week because it's not relevant anymore
0: until it is again <laughs> in like five years or something. Or until it takes shape on another server in that same location,
1: or or like people think that you give out misinformation, but it was actually true like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep disliking that video, <laughs> right? People
0: are gonna people that create that type of content specifically are gonna have to be very, uh, very efficient with their time, proactive in response to the change of the world, and. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to be really, really consistent, and productive, and, and proactive. Because if they're not, then you know what I mean. Like other people might beat them to it in a specific area, like you know this area of the map, this type of node, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, these conditions, <laughs> right? Eventually, people on all the different servers will have essentially like created guides for location areas and stuff. And then you're also going to have to like be able to describe that accurately aren't you like that's going to be interesting right because it's not going to be as simple as like level one to 50 in these zones that won't be that that won't work like they you're going to have to be they're going to have to find a way to specifically outline the right set of conditions so that people on different servers can identify with that and understand that that means that that fits the conditions that they're in they can power level right
3: yeah, so like from like level one to ten, you farm at an encampment, and then mm. from level 10, eleven to twenty, you move up to the next tier, and so on and so forth. Like mm. understanding the triggers in the world yeah. that offer the appropriate level quest change and the type of quests to look for mm. for efficiency—that'll be the bread and butter that will stand the test of time.
0: Man, we actually talked about the economic building last time too about being damaged in a monster coin event um we talked about that one this one though right uh talking about th- this one's about naval content so it's kind of a, a slight piggyback off of what we talked about earlier since you need to be at a or harbor to summon large ships if a ship is destroyed while out at sea will a player need to slowly swim back to shore or be stranded there's no recall ability there are consequences to losing the means of your mobility as such. It may take you time to get to where you need to go or suffer experience debt. Damn. Better have more than one ship. That's what I'm thinking you better have more than one ship on hand. That's in your pocket. Remember that's in your inventory. There's no UI for summoning ships at, at this time. At least it's not planned. It's it's like mounts. They're in your damn inventory. So I'm thinking you better, you better take that with you, man. But that is pretty taxing, right? Because I'm thinking about right. what I'm thinking about what Basil said earlier. Like you don't want it to be super monotonous with how you're engaging in ship functions. And I also think it's equally important in regard to if you lose your ship at sea. Yeah. Like shit.
2: Can you imagine? Well, it definitely minimizes the YOLO factor, right? Is just like, you know, your people are gonna be a little more, you know. <laughs> strategic in what they who they attack right and mm-hmm. i mean that's risk versus a reward right there I mean, yes. again i mean a lot of this is subject to testing of course too but i i tend to agree with mm-hmm. Faisal. i mean it's going to be a fine line between you know annoyance and like a right level of difficulty so that it isn't you know dying doesn't become a non-event i think in some games like Dying is
1: not an event. It's mostly water content. If you think about it, like <laughs> water content is extremely hard to make. It's not easy, <laughs> um, because of how the character is shaped and how they interact with its surroundings. Uh, like for for example, in Guild Wars, Guild Wars Two, like doing that one, uh, what's it called? I think raid. What was it that was underwater? It was hell. Like, one of the missions, I used to clip in walls. So I'm like, bro. <laughs>
0: which one? On what? What was it?
1: Uh, I completely forgot uh. which one. Uh. But, it, like, it, they only had few water levels in, in Guild Wars anyways. But, like, I'm just emphasizing the point of water levels mm. are extremely hard to make. And to make it fun to make it an engaging and meaningful
3: piece of content absolutely yeah. it's like if yeah. you're going to put content there you got to aim to make it like that at the same time you don't want it to be so punishing that it deters people from venturing out and exploring right like if i'm going out as a solo player to go and explore the world and i just happen to sail across this patch of ocean that looks like every other patch of ocean but that giant raid boss is lurking below and i have no idea and the thing comes up and destroys my ship now I've got a two hour swim back to shore or I die and I lose some experience. I lose about any, I mean, I would probably not take raw materials unless I found some where I was going and I was on my yeah. way back um, just for that precaution. But to have the potential to lose a bunch of stuff and then have that huge swim bag. I mean, if, if you're a person that plays for two hours a night, that's okay. Good game. There goes two days mm. of my playtime, you know, like that's that to me, that's punishing in a way but at the same time i agree because there's no fast travel nor do i want it i don't want a hearthstone so yeah same dude how do you balance that out right there is no other way unless you can like it it, maybe if you could depending on a, a certain if you reach like level three of any mariner class that you could take shipwrecked material and craft like a little raft in the water so you just have a raft and a paddle so you can just get back without fatiguing and dying in the water or something like that might be cool Um, just to help speed up that process a little bit i don't know how big your largest patches of water are going to be and if you're in the middle of it how long of a swim it is back to shore but i can imagine given the size of the world and looking at the alpha one map that or not the alpha one map sorry the the old uh, map design they did was it's a good size it's a good chunk of water
0: yeah and also I saw comments in chat uh, posing the question about will naval sort of be included with the launch? And, and the answer is yes. If you look at the the milestones or the stretch goals from the Kickstarter, uh, it is one of like parlor games are included. Um, group mounts are included. Um, naval contents included. under realm included. Right. There, there's probably but you have to think like what is what is enhanced naval content mean added ships and exploration so fundamentally you're going to probably have your limited naval content available right it'll be later that you actually see that expanded into being more involved i would expect in some some expansion dlc content throughout the years um same for the underrealm right you'll have the underrealm you'll have content in the underrealm but it might be you know sort of like the base level stuff nothing super crazy involved but you know that's an amazing opportunity to expand upon the game later and to like you know sort of like add a lot more to it same thing with castles and node development all this you can go in and add tons of layers to all of these systems that are going to exist at launch that might be sort of like here's the base expectation but you build off that foundation over time it's part of game development right so okay this one we talked about as well last time, talking about the Siege Scroll. We talked about that one last time, so I'm not going to hit on that because I bounced around and hit specific ones. Um, we also talked about um, the Underrealm, talking about the Tolnar, the Tolnar starting area. Um, you know, kind of building up compared to other civilization stuff when people come through the gate, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, this one. This relates to mounts. This one's going to be interesting to talk about. So the question... Was will gliding tier two mounts have to sacrifice other stats or ability slots to keep tier one mounts relevant? Okay, no, tier one mounts are relevant, and this will be addressed within the stable systems and how mounts are accounted for generally you will have active mounts the active mounts are determined based on you having that active mount as part of a slot within the stable that you are within the area of what that means is that the mounts are relevant in battle if you lose your mount in battle it is a detriment there are ways for you to bring that mount back and there are active potions that you can have put a pin on that one i see Skylark in chat Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right put a pin on that one he said that you can have to bring your mount back, um, you'll have the avail—or sorry, you have—you can have the av- availability to do a fast resurrection, reduce the cooldown potentially, and you can also interface with the stable itself if you want to swap that mount out with a different mount. But tier one mounts will have certain types of ability that are specific to tier one mounts, and tier two mounts will have specific abilities that are specific to that, and so on. And he said, in some cases, those will be horizontal, and others they will be vertical power gains. So it's dependent on the situation. So, I mean, just talking about that idea of a stable, that's something, I'm not going to say it's like brand new uh, concept. We know about that from like hunters and World of Warcraft with their pets that they can have. I'm just curious what you all think about the idea of the stable system, uh, how that you can sort of like bring them back, potions being a part of the equation. Interesting thoughts?
2: I do find it interesting with the potions as well and like how they're really trying to, and I would expect, right. This would be something that's craftable. I wouldn't expect it would be something you can maybe get off of a vendor, or at least you get maybe some base version off of a vendor and then Mm. you can get something maybe more potent from a crafter. So I do like that. Um, I'm a little like leery of it saying, like, you can use those though for fast resurrections or reducing cooldowns. Cause that, again, depending on, I guess, how it's available, that could also be something that might need to be balanced out. Um, I do actually also wonder just kind of being from other games, you, if you had a mount, it was available to you at any time. This, um, again, it makes you very strategic here. If you have to Mm -hmm. have, in order to swap out a mount, you have to go to a stable to find that. Um, That that might be something that I would think you would want to test a bit more. Again, if you, I mean, it's not like you, everybody, or there's a large majority of people that are going to have flying mounts, but... What would necessarily allow or predicate you switching your mount out besides look, right? Because you could do that with a cosmetic, I suppose, on the fly. But what, I mean, what traits would you necessarily maybe need to swap on the fly if you're going to defend a node under a siege or, you know, defend a caravan or attack a caravan? Would you need like a certain type of mount and, would that also add time to your play time to be able to decide that? So it is interesting um, that they kind of have abilities that are both horizontal and vertical. So in a way you're in a sense kind of build it, Your build is also kind of predicated a little bit on your mouth, which mm-hmm. I find interesting maybe a little complex right now to get my arms around and wrap my mind around but still it's interesting that they're putting a lot of these layers on.
1: Mm. I don't know. I think they should go full John Wick on this. <laughs> Make like a side event where you have to rescue your own mount. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and if somebody kills your mount it
3: you get like this superhuman ability and you just go on a path of destruction.
0: The rage. Yep. <laughs>
1: Right. Sorrow, sorrow, rage. It's funny, what are the dips of deep ends of hell just to get to that one mount?
0: <laughs> um, I just want you all to know that our final bullet point for today, we got one more Q&A bit and then I'm going to hit you all with the potential trigger point question that's not in our outlines, right? Something I saw on the forums and I was like, well, that might trigger some people to kind of be like, what do you what? What do you mean? Oh, plant the seed, we'll come back and get it in a minute. All right, final question. The Q and A. It feels very good to be done with this because I feel like it takes us two to three weeks to get through this stuff. Tie it back to other things, speculate, theory craft, and we get about we get that one week that we get to like, which is coming up next Sunday, where we get to just kind of like jump in and talk about all kinds of different things, right? Speculate, theory craft, rant, rave, um, bring your glow sticks. It'll be a good time. Question is. How do you plan to balance professions to keep them equally useful and relevant in game? It's a good question because we've had conversations for what, like the past two months, I think, as we've looked at them revealing things around animal husbandry and some of those other uh, artisan classes. And it was a question we posed similarly, wasn't it? Okay. The answer. Let me take a deep breath for this. <clears throat> Balance is something that is done through testing, through iterations and through watching player behavior when it comes to architecting the system itself and identifying areas within which certain professions excel, how they're interacting with auxiliary systems, their interconnectivity, Across the artisan system as a whole, the important part is to identify how the interconnectivity lives with the other professions within the artisanship system and what type of reliance you have on particular professions to complete the path of crafting or introduce a new item into the economy. One of the things needed to do uh, is to not create arbitrary and one-off professions that are not part of that integration and holistic view, love the word holistic view, of the profession system. Right now, there are a total of 22 professions, which people came to realize not 22 are listed at this time, which let people come to realize that indeed there are things not announced. Here's the hoping leatherworking and cloth Uh, cloth weaving or whatever are going to be in there. Um, Anyway, he he did say that does not mean that you can't meet intermediate professions across the whole, but complete mastery is restricted only to two or three, but this will all be play tested. Okay. The holistic... Perspective, right? Really talking about that. They're going to be paying attention to how this stuff interacts with some of the other uh, artisan professions. I mean, we saw it in some of the Q and a already, like those reference points to how it's going to be important that these things sort of tie into things that can be crafted, right? Artisanship professions or classes, seeing how there's a lot of interdependency on one another, like making sure that things are going to be irrelevant. That's it's really good to hear that outline because Yeah, sure. When you hear about something like animal husbandry, you think, is that going to be something just so heavily weighted in and of itself that some of the other ones are going to feel rudimentary in comparison? So it's just good to hear that they're putting a lot of thought into that. If you have any thoughts, gentlemen.
2: Now I know why uh, Paternian Slurp uh, was smiling from ear to ear when he read my article on the HQ about crafting, because this was like one of my big points on this was like, (laughs) make everything relevant, interconnected and so on. And I do. I want to now. Now I see that 22 number. Yeah, I want to know what they all are. And I do like the fact that you can only specialize in two or three, because again, it makes your choices for mastery, even if you're going like full crafter versus like crafter adventure or hybrid. Right. um, It gives you some options. If you like, you really want to be the, you know, the best swordsmith on the server. I mean, you have that opportunity and you might be able to do more there with that, like swordsmith and maybe something else. Because I would expect like once you're, Deep into a particular one of the 22, you can't really like specialize in both swordsmithing and armor smithing or something, right? I I expect you're gonna need to be able to branch out or might be able to in some other way. So I would really be interested to see how they're actually planning to lay out the crafting trees. And so, just as much as I'm interested in the classes piece and how we're kind of augmenting and what those hybrid classes are gonna, or I guess variant classes are gonna look like. Now I'm also even more interested in how they're really planning out this holistic view of the progression for crafting Mm -hmm. and how that's gonna work. But I do, I am happy that they're not at this point, right? Obviously it's still gonna test. They're not limiting you to just one for mastery. I think that gives you a little bit of leeway if you want to really like dig in deep to I don't know blacksmithing and alchemy, right? I think right. that that feels good. It feels better than you're just a blacksmith or you're you know that you know and specialized down the tree as a master blacksmith. I'm expecting though even mastering one profession is gonna be a tall order, let alone two or three mm-hmm. so uh yeah, yeah this is this is definitely encouraging i'm i'm really excited to see what they're going to come up with in a2 with regards to crafting as well and see how much of this gets flushed out there
3: yeah i definitely agree with that
1: i could just imagine a of being like mm, yes yes i am a master blacksmith and alchemist <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know? But, like, I, <laughs>
1: yeah. I do agree with Daedalus. Like, I do like the fact that you're able to master at least one more thing rather than just being that one specific thing. Even though that that would make, like. Um, I actually just thought about it. Never mind. It, it's going to be the same thing. You're just going to make another one for your alt. For example, if you're a master blacksmith, you're just making alt for alchemy and whatever. Having two, two master things. Uh, you're able to master two things is nice. I think it uh, it would limit that a bit. Um, well, yeah.
0: I have a I have a question for you, uh, Faisal, and this kind of comes from the LFM podcast. Yes. What flavor shower juice do you prefer?
1: What flavor? What?
0: Shower juice, crafted the by the Nathan juice? Napalm. It's a good question guess y'all have to join us on thursday 5 p.m central to uh, actually get a little bit more on that huh don't worry Faisal. whether you're there or not we'll be talking about you
3: is this different from shower <laughs> beers because i like <laughs> yeah. to shower beers
0: but. <laughs> shower beers that's funny yes definitely well i don't know man again you know yeah no shower shower juice yeah you have to talk about talk to nathan about that one because uh it's questionable at best but, but i digress we'll talk about that a little bit more on thursday i guess you'll just have it's, to be there is it
1: like some flavored shampoo that i would feel through my head like how, how does this work it's a
0: great question i'm I'm afraid you're gonna have to join us on thursday to find out yeah yeah we'll we'll be talking about it in detail probably at the start of the, of the show yeah yeah okay I I, I I can't imagine salty tears as probably probably your jam basil but again mm. you have to talk about it you know a little bit later that of those you axed down with the murder bunny. Look at Faye. Look at... feels like, what's happening here? What is going on?
1: He's just like... i
0: have to, I'm as confused, like, confused as you are. What the are.
1: hell is happening?
0: I love it, dude. I'm like, I kind of... I'm enjoying this moment right now. It feels like a little bit of... A little bit of a justice moment for me in regard to all the unfair and bullshit that comes across my... My lap. Are you ready, gentlemen?
3: All these flavors and you choose to be salty.
0: No, I don't. But I mean, someone might <laughs> chat. I got nothing. It's all right. To be fair, I don't quite understand shower juice either, but apparently it's a thing. Um, OK. Nisham <laughs> in flavor. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Good luck with that, by the way. OK.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't Google that if
0: i <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be a never good idea, mind. right? It's OK. <laughs> Okay, so I saw this discussion point on the forums, and I was like, I feel like this is going to be fun to just ask, and it's going to be sort of our finalizing question before we wind this thing down. Someone posted about a discussion saying secondary classes don't matter. Right? Their rationale doesn't really work for me, right? But here here's my thing right in your words gentlemen what based on our understanding thus far makes the secondary class system or really the class system because what you have archetypes and the classes are a result of augmentation to the archetype isn't it via another one okay so gentlemen what makes we're gonna do a reverse here right what makes secondary classes actually matter in Ashes as of Creation. In your words. I, mean,
2: I, I guess yeah. I didn't see this post so I'm just going to react and if he covered it in there and I missed it then it's my mm-hmm. bad but I think what makes the most relevant is is choice is the fact that you can really craft a class that's aligned to your play style over and above the basic craft. Um, which is like tank, healer, DPS, support, right? Non-healing support. I mean, those are like good to have, um, but you don't have a lot of variety there. And I I think the fact that they have variants and you're going to be able to tweak them not only by picking a secondary, but augmenting and digging more deeply into that secondary Mm -hmm. potentially than you would, you're maybe your primary and really kind of coming up with it. I mean, that's to me the most relevant part of it is yeah. the fact that you can make a character your own, or at least that's my hope, is that you can truly make a character unique and get to your destination in your own way, as opposed to um, you know, just having kind of something that's more generic. I just felt like for me the secondary choice made the game infinitely more interesting when i was first hearing about it than it would have if i only had like a set of eight classes that i could choose from i like 64 combinations of variants
3: yeah for for me like he he references like it's basically just a cosmetic type flavor that it adds to right. your skills and abilities but it's not it actually mm-hmm. changes how those abilities operate and execute I, um i remember the the tank charge ability being one of the previews that we got to see a while ago and then you combine that with the mage teleport and now instead of charging at something the tank actually teleports so it, it changes how that skill functions in a combat scenario to feed into exactly what Daedalus just said. And that is allowing you to specialize into a certain play style that really appeals to you or jives with you. And so, so it's not just a cosmetic flavoring or adornment of extra graphics or effects that you can choose for the spell, but it actually changes the applicable uh, benefits or um impacts of those abilities the big reason why i want to play the ranger mage is to be able to apply the Mm. frost element to a lot of my ranged arrow attacks which is going to then inherently add uh, snares and roots to those uh, abilities that wouldn't otherwise have them so like like that in in a kiting scenario that's a huge huge advantage Mm -hmm. i would think Absolutely. Ultimately, we'll have to wait and see how it's play tested. True. Because I imagine this point of reference is coming from other games and experiences where, yeah, an extra class has really just been a, a change in how an ability looks. It doesn't actually change with how that ability interacts with you, your target, or the environment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to, again, state, like, we're not so much arguing this person's point as much as this is a good opportunity to sort of, like, give our own thoughts. Generally speaking as to why we think that augmentation or the secondary classes are meaningful in ashes. What about you? Basil? I
1: mean, I mean I mean there's two sides to this coin, I guess I mean the first side is basically you can one trick one type of class nobody's stopping you <laughs> And uh, again, this is not me arguing to that certain person, but yeah. just hypothetically, you're able to one trick, one type of class. But like, imagine all the other combinations slash possibilities you could do. I mean, I get mm-hmm. uh, the point of a second class having its own animations, uh, its own spells, its own stats, and all these things. But some MMOs don't really give you that feeling of change. Um. Well, when you have that secondary class, um, and we're not talking about just weapons, I assume, because like that would put in, like, for example, Elder Scrolls Online, they like you have a toggle that you can switch, uh, weapons, and those are different abilities in itself. So I assume it's just classes, right? some?
0: Oh yeah, just talking classes, but
1: I mean, okay.
0: I yeah, 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 going in.
1: So. I am down to be a ranger that's a cook so I can shoot lobster arrows. I'm cool with that. Oh my god, dude. I want that. <laughs> okay?
0: You want lobster <laughs> arrows?
1: Yes. <laughs> So, give me what i want don't take that possibility away from me
0: <laughs> hold on so you're gonna be I a
2: murder bunny with... come back oh, in this wow. big old
1: lobster just going ready to go
3: <laughs>
2: right
3: yeah, i just see spongebob getting pinched on the nose with the lobster <laughs> right now that patrick flung at him, like
0: <laughs> right
3: there's gonna be a little brain uh, on it this little
0: bunny going
1: what up oh <laughs> well, how'd that so, get there yeah, Second second classes for me, at least, it's, it is important from a character development type of view. So I can see when it, certain mm-hmm. spells and like, so it's a lot to do with progression as well, mm-hmm. because as you develop these skills, you get to see a lot of changes when it comes to hybrids. And mm-hmm. I like to see that usually most of the time well can can, can my lobster arrows
3: have bestiality sliders on them too to increase their size and effectiveness oh god
1: oh god
0: (laughs) well i'll give my quick answer my quick Uh, my quick answer is basically because theorycrafting that's why because it's going to allow there to not be simple simple explanation for me it's gonna it's gonna ensure that it's not a cookie cutter approach to developing and building my my character and the way i choose to play it right theory crafting is actually going to be a thing it's not as simple as you know augmenting the appearance right that is a thing it's in the game that's not the primary purpose of secondary classes right i mean they wouldn't have different names right which historically speaking have their own set of uh fundamental uh skills and abilities that they identify with okay as I'm hearing the storm is pouring outside and just to ensure that this dadgum podcast doesn't get cut short before the end, we're going to wind this one down, but gentlemen, it's been a hell of a time. As always, we will stick around and do the pathfinder post show as long as we possibly can. After every single one of these, we got through all the things, right? We got through all the Q and a next week's going to be fun. Cause I'm gonna come up with something kind of random to talk about some good theory, crafting and speculative discussions. So put on your dadgum pathfinder boots, Buckle up, buttercup, because we're going to have a good one next week. Gentlemen, in the meantime, why don't you shout out your domains, Daedalus, Half, Tilt, and Faisal. Let people know where you reign, what your domain is, when you're not on the show.
2: You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald, and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald.
3: And you can reach me on Twitter at Half underscore Tilt, or on Discord at Half Tilt Gamer.
1: You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. I had to remember what was the Twitter one. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I I ping you on there more than you use the damn thing. It's real talk.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Yes, I barely use Twitter. <laughs> I know. you just, just though, there to be just cozy. So you know, most of our news here in the country yeah. is shared by Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. You have even more reason to use <laughs> it. You don't.
1: Just don't good. use it,
0: man. I don't know why. <laughs> Friends, it's been a hell of a time. Faisal, it was good to see you again, buddy. Glad to have you on again. Half-tilt, always a pleasure. Daedalus, homie. powder brother from another mother. I'll be seeing you on Thursday and everybody. It's been a hell of a time. Thanks for joining us, friends. We're looking forward to the next one. We are already halfway through the month. It's looking like we're going to have two more before the end of this month. I estimate maybe a week from this coming Friday. They'll have their live stream the 27th, I would think. Um, so expect that next week we do something a little bit off, um, kind of doing our own thing. And then we'll probably be covering the Ashes Developer live stream after that and the next one. So friends, it's always a pleasure, right? And uh, as usual, I've got to tell you, whether you watch us live here on Twitch, whether you uh, you know, kind of tinker around on the forums on Ashes HQ or in the Discord, which you can join, discord.gg forward slash smorg. That's where all things around this domain are actually at. Um, whether you're there, YouTube, um, or you're catching us in comments, you listen to it on your drive to and from work friends, appreciate you all for being a part of this community and this podcast and making it what it is. Remember you two are an ashes pathfinder. Much love to all of you. Much love to Intrepid studios, my fellow pathfinders until next week. You all live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. Everybody. We'll see you again real soon. Bye for now.
2: Take care again, folks. everybody. See you.